Relationship Podcast with your host, Certified Life Coach, Chris Rich. If you're having trouble navigating your mixed faith relationships, struggling to connect with your people, or having specific challenges, you are in the right place, my friend. Episode 48, special guest, Katie France. Hey there, my beautiful friends. I have a special treat for you today. I have a dear friend, Katie France with me today. Katie and I met in the Believing Wives Marco Polo group that I mentioned a couple episodes back. And Katie and I have actually never met in person, but I just adore her and I'm really excited to have her here on the podcast. And she's one of my BFFs. And if we were neighbors, we would have a lot of fun. (laughs) So without further ado, I want to introduce Katie France. So Katie, before we get started, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, first off, Chris, I'm so excited to be here. So thank you, friend. And yes, if we were neighbors, I would be over every day eating your cinnamon rolls. And just hanging out and having girl talk. So I'm excited to be on today. So thanks for inviting me. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty simple person. I grew up in a small farm town, uh, born and raised in the church. My husband and I met at school, uh, University of Idaho. We're from North Idaho area. And we met, we were babies when we got married. I'm, I have no idea how either of our parents agreed to us getting married at the <laughs> age we were. <laughs> He had just gotten home from a mission. I was 18, turned 19 right after we got married. I mean, we were so, so young, but um, but we were a good match. And we're, we've had 18 years of marriage together. We just celebrated in March. Uh, four kids, ages almost 14 is our oldest, down to seven, uh, three boys and a girl. And yeah, that's, you know, my husband, we, we you know, meeting at school, he was in, into business and then actually wanted to do uh, law school. So we went back and did law school. Um, so he's an attorney now and I'm a professional organizer and I help people in their homes and four busy kids and sports and school and, and all the things. So we're a, a very active, very busy family, but, but life generally is, is, is good. <laughs> Has its challenges for sure, but it's good. Awesome. And you guys, Katie mentioned she's an organizer. She's amazing. I love her little Instagram videos and her email. Um, what's your company's name? So it's your simply home. And, um, and yeah, just a a fun little plug for those of you who are wanting to get more organized. I have a little tidy tip Tuesday I send out. So, um, yeah, if you want the link for that, I can add that. I, I love it. I really enjoy helping people with their homes. So that's definitely a fun side gig I, I get to do when my kids are at school. So it's great. We'll include the link to um, Katie's stuff on the show notes of the podcast. So yeah, so she's amazing. I love her little tips that she sends out. So Thanks, Chris. Good things. Um, Okay, so let's, let's jump into this, this interview. So Katie, my first question is, how did you find yourself in a mixed faith marriage? Yeah, we so kind of going back to how we met, um, both of us were super strong, active members of the church. We both grew up in very active families. Uh, in fact, we met, we were in the same ward. John was my home teacher. Jonathan's my husband. Um, so yeah, home teacher really 
through the church, we kind of, that's how we met was, was through, um, Institute and ward and ward activities and all of that. And, um, and so very devout families we grew up in, but, you know, I noticed probably about five years ago, I just kind of started noticing a few things kind of change and, and little things like, my husband would complain about going to church at times, or um, I noticed, you know, if he had a meeting, a church meeting, or I had a church meeting to go to, there was a lot of just almost frustration with, gosh, these meetings are so long. There's, there's no point to them. Those kind of things that I just started noticing through the years. And then it was about three years ago. And really it was kind of in the crux of, of COVID, you know, when everybody was at home and doing, you know, home church and all of that. At first it was fantastic. I mean, we just, we loved being home as a family. We loved having our little lessons. My husband would prepare the sacrament and do the sacrament at home. And I just thought it was awesome. Um, those first few weeks of, of stay at home church was like, this is so cool. This is really bonding and it was great. But then I, I just started noticing just, you know, with time that the shift take place place where he no longer really wanted to do the sacrament. He didn't want to um, necessarily have those lessons and scripture study started changing. And I, I just started seeing this shift take place in him. And, and I'll never forget, we were at his mom's um, birthday party. She had a big kind of outdoor birthday party. And I remember getting in the car and, and recognizing that he wasn't wearing his garments that night. And so we got back in the car and we're driving home from the party. And I kind of looked at him and said, oh, you're, you're not wearing your garments. What's going on? You know, just because that wasn't typical. Mm. And, and that's when we had a conversation that night. My, my kids, we put our kids to bed and we, we sat and talked for hours about where he was with the church. And um, that was probably the first time he was really vulnerable and open with me and just shared with me that he wasn't sure what he believed in. He wasn't sure if, um, if the church was the true church on the earth. He wasn't sure if he believed in a divine being. I mean, it was just this like whole uh, huge kind of in some ways a surprise. I, I mean, like I said, I had seen kind of these step-by-step -step little things happening and, and this change take place, but I really, I, I didn't realize how deep it was, I guess, and, and where he was with, um, with his belief in, in the church and, and really even his belief in God. And so we had a long, long conversation that night. Um, and, and now my husband would probably confidently say he's now agnostic. Uh, he no longer believes in Jesus Christ or God. Um, he's, he's more of a, almost like believing in kind of a, a greater power than human beings, you know, kind of a higher power of sorts, but, but not mm -hmm. necessarily a divine being. Um, and I'm still an active member of the church. So that's, that's where we're at now is uh, very much in a mixed faith marriage. And um, just like anyone in this boat, trying to figure it out like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And Katie, tell me, how did this, how did this impact your marriage? How did it impact your family? Well, initially, I, I will say that first year or two was rough. Um, I think anybody in this space can recognize that, you know, when it first initially happens, there is this shock element a little bit, maybe a surprise and, and a lot of fear. I, I felt a lot of fear in those first few weeks to months to years because it just, everything felt so unknown, you know, um, we kind of have a little bit of almost like a roadmap with the church of how things are supposed to look, how, how we live, how we do things, how we raise our kids. And so when that is kind of gone, <laughs> you just all of a sudden feel like, what do I do now? You know, how, yeah. how do we make this work? So initially it was extremely hard. I mean, I, I was going to church and in tears, I was taking my kids to church. I felt very much like the victim and, um, and it was really difficult, but I have found that through this 
process, there has been so much good growth, um, so many changes that we've made that that really have benefit benefited our whole family, me and my husband, but um, but definitely impacted. I mean, growing up active in the church, you know, getting married in the temple, having kids, you really just think, gosh, there's just the step by step way that we do things in the church and how we raise our family and. And all of a sudden, when you're married to somebody who, who doesn't, and in my case, you know, my, my spouse doesn't believe in Jesus Christ and, and he doesn't, um, he doesn't necessarily believe in God. So going from being very much all in, very devout, reading scriptures every day as a family, saying prayers, having family nights, going on temple dates, going from that to really having to make a shift in order to create unity and, and love in our family, um, definitely impacted a lot of things, you know, and, and for, for one, I think my family, we are really trying to kind of redefine what works for our family. So that's been, that's been new. Um, like I said, I, I've, I've had to learn to kind of throw out the manual <laughs> and that's really difficult. So yeah. having to, you know, redefine a lot of things and talk about how do we want to worship on Sunday? Um, what are some values that we share as a family that we can discuss and talk about and, and really focusing on, on some of those common kind of common ground things between my husband and I and our kids, um, that definitely has, has played a huge impact on, on a lot of things, uh, but especially the, the family marriage, all of that huge impact. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I love what you said about like we hit the church provides this, this map, the covenant path that we, yeah, we right. think it's going to go a certain way. And all of a sudden it's like, uh, yeah, where do we go? Where do we go from here? And I right. love how you mentioned that you were still looking at, okay, what do we value together? What are our values as a family and a, and a couple? Cause I think that can right. be so so important. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tell me, what do you think has been the hardest part of all of this? Oh, well, like I said, I, I mean, in the beginning, the there's a, there's quite a bit of mourning in the beginning and I, and not that I don't experience mourning anymore. It's, it's just changed, but I think in the beginning, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of, um, what do I do now? Confusion, I think for me personally, a lot of fear. I, I, I think for me in the beginning, I felt like, oh my gosh, is my husband going to become a different person being out of the church? If that makes sense. I was so concerned of, well, gosh, if he doesn't believe in God anymore, or if he doesn't believe in, in the church anymore, what's going to happen now? You know, it was just very much, is he going to change? Is he going to be the same kind of person is, is, um, you know, what's going to happen to my kids and my family? It just felt a lot, a lot of fear. <laughs> I don't know how it's to, to say, but I just felt a, a lot of trepidation around all of it. But, um, but I think the, the biggest thing has just been really trying to work with some of those emotions I felt, um, working with kind of the pain in the morning and, and being able to, I think for me, I, I found in the first few years of all this, I just was trying to resist so much. I was trying to resist the change. I was trying to resist, um, shifting, you know, maybe even just my openness towards my spouse and communicating with them. It was like, I just was resisting, resisting and trying to kind of cover everything up with, you know, okay, well, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing and I'm not going to worry about it. And I'm not going to, you know, think about it. And, and I think that really harmed a lot of things in our relationship. I, I think me not being as open in the beginning, um, being so worried about what other people thought. I was so scared going to church for the first time without my husband. And do I make excuses that, you know, why he's not here? Do I need to, you know, pretend that, you know, 
he's just at work every Sunday. I mean, I just had all sorts of thoughts around what people thought, uh, worried about what my family was going to think. I mean, so many things. But the more I, I resisted those emotions, the more I just found I wasn't progressing. I wasn't growing. The love that I have for my spouse started changing from love to resentment and anger. And, um, and that's where I really had to do a lot of, and I, I've done coaching with you, Chris, I've done um, a lot of interpersonal work to get to a place where I can feel those dis- different emotions, but have tools to really help me work through them and, and find ways to embrace what is if that makes sense. So that, yeah. that has definitely helped me a lot, but I, I think be, the hardest thing about all this really has been a lot of fear and, and kind of that unknown. I think that's been huge is just, what do I do? How do I do this? This is so unknown. And, and like I said, tossing that manual and having to kind of redefine and recreate a new one with your family, it's, it's exciting in some ways, but also really challenging. Yeah. So, so that definitely has been probably one of the hardest things for sure. And I, yeah, I've, I felt the same way. I felt like the church provided like a safety net and that we were on the same page. And then all of a sudden it's like, it's like that net is gone and you're just, yeah, I can totally, I think a lot of us in this space have, have felt very similar, like, okay, what now? Right. Right. Um, okay. (laughs) The next question I want to ask, what are some of the key things that you have learned in this experience? Oh, man. Well, I think there the list could go on and on, really, from what I've learned from this. Um, for me personally, I I truly feel like I'm a new person. <laughs> and I know we've talked about this, you and me, and, and even in our Marco Polo group. I feel like this experience in many ways was was meant for me. And, and I think a big part of it is I was a great person before. I, I don't look at my past self as like, oh, geez, she was so judgmental and what a jerk. I mean, I, I, I don't, but I also look at who I am now and I, I see a willingness and openness, a trust that has taken place in me that I've never had before. I've seen a, a much stronger for me personally, a stronger spirituality than I ever had before. Um, you know, something in the beginning that really helped me through all this was I started writing in my journal and I've been writing in my journal, you know, off and on through the years, but I think that was kind of a lifeline for me for the first several months. Uh, and I still write in my journal, but it was kind of redefining what spirituality meant for me. Mm-hmm. And so I would sit down every morning and I'd read a few scriptures. I would sit with my journal and just write. I'd almost like brain dumping, really. I would just dump all the emotions, the anger, the feelings, the the worry, all of it onto a piece of paper. Um, I know even I went through a time where I, I felt a lot of anger towards my spouse. I mean, I was angry and I remember talking to my mom and she said, you need to start writing just three things about John that you just love every single day. Just write three things you love about him. That was huge. You know, so sitting down with a piece of paper and just really writing all the things I just appreciate about him as a, as a person, as a husband, as a father, um, how hard he works for our family. I mean, I just really focused on the good. And it's like what you talk about, Chris, you know, that the eye sees what the mind looks for. And so when my brain was really looking for the good, I saw the good in my life. When mm-hmm. I focused on the bad and the negative, I saw the bad and the negative. And that was really a tough place to be in. So 
Um, I still tried to feel all the, those emotions, but I really tried to focus on the good. So for me, a huge help was writing in a journal, writing down those thoughts, creating kind of my own spiritual routine every single morning. And it was, gosh, I'm talking like five minutes, five to 10 minutes every morning was my special time. And that really developed a, a beautiful, for me, it, it developed a beautiful relationship with my heavenly parents, with my savior. Um, I feel like a very strong spiritual person now through this experience. And I'm grateful for that. Uh, but once again, just that gratitude I had for my family, my children, my spouse. Um, and then really for me, a huge, and I, I think even just through the, this last year, I've really recognized this is that time. I look at kind of who I was at the beginning of this experience and I'm only three years in. So I know there's still a lot I'm going to learn and, and grow from, but those first two years, I felt a lot of pain. <laughs> I was, yeah. I was not in the greatest spot. I, I was really, really struggling, but I feel like this last year, even though we still have a lot of challenges, we're still working through things. We still are figuring things out. I have felt just truly the healing power of, of time. Um, what time can do that those, those wounds that I just cut me so deeply through all this, I really feel like they're, they're being healed. And so time has become my best friend. And, and when I'm going through something hard, sometimes just taking that breath and reminding myself time will heal a lot of this, it's going to be okay. So that that's also been just a huge, huge help. Um, yeah. I love that. And I, you know what I think one of the things that I I remember one of my big thoughts when I first started this journey is this is not what I signed up for. And I was so frustrated because it was like, Heavenly Father, I am doing all the things that I'm supposed to be doing. And during this journey that I've been on, it sounds like you had a similar experience. I feel like I'm becoming more of who my heavenly parents want me to be. And maybe it is what I signed up for. Yes. It's, yeah. It's just, I think we learned so much in this space about being less judgmental and more compassionate and, and loving people that think differently. So yeah, I think there's so much that, that is hard to do, but it definitely, I feel like it can help us become the people that we really do want to become. Yeah. And Chris, I have to say that that has been just huge. I, I, it's, it's funny, but sometimes I'll reflect on that where I look at my experience and, and what I'm going through. I look at even the experience I'm having, you know, that my kids are having through all this, that my husband's having through all this. And sometimes I really do have the thought of what if, what if this experience was exactly meant for me and for my kids and for my husband, you know, and, and really when you look at the changes, you know, not, I mean, I'm still, I still have lots to work on and improve in, but I feel more Christ-like through this experience than I ever have in my whole life. You know, I just, I feel love towards, and it's, it's funny to say this, but sometimes I'll go, I'll go to the grocery store and I just feel this like overwhelming love for all humans, <laughs> you know, just for humankind, for every different belief system out there and every, everything that people are going through. It's like when you go through something difficult and hard and you feel so, you know, just kind of at your bottom of, of your barrel, you start recognizing the grace that is out there and, and you start just really giving that space and that grace for everybody. Um, because we all have hard things, whether it's a mixed faith marriage or all the other challenges that life brings, every single one of us is going to go through something difficult and hard. And really the point of that is to mold us to become 
the best version of ourselves. And, and to me, in my mind, it is to become like our savior. So what better way to, to become like him than to truly feel that love, just that unconditional love. And, and I, through this experience, as hard as it's been, and, and I know the challenges will continue. I have felt that love. I, I really, truly have felt that love towards my spouse, towards my kids and just towards others. And, and that has been amazing. I love that. Love that. Would you say, so well, the next question I was going to ask was your biggest win. And do you think that's your biggest win or do you have something else that you would see as your biggest win in all this? I, I think, so I, I actually wrote down three different things and, and the third one I, I chose love, but it's because I wanted to kind of save the best for last. And I, leading into that, I know, we've, you know, talking about love and I know you've, you've talked about this, Chris, out of all the emotions out there, there's so many, <laughs> You know, what emotion are we going to pick in this, in this situation? And believe me, I've tried lots of different emotions and, and sometimes I consciously pick them. Sometimes I choose anger or frustration or disappointment or fear or sadness, but anytime I choose love and, and really choose it, consciously choose to love my spouse, no matter what, love my kids, love the people, everybody, um, that it always wins. Love just always wins. And, and that has been kind of a foundational lesson I've learned through all this is that, gosh, out of all the emotions out there, if I pick love and I really, truly just love this person, um, I win and they win and we all win because, you know, love is it. (laughs) I just feel like love is it. So that, that by far has been a huge, huge win. And I've seen that Chris, I've seen that in my spouse as well. I, you know, we've definitely had some rocky, rocky moments through all this, but you know, when I leave for church on Sunday and I just give him a big hug and kiss and tell him, Hey, I love you. I hope you have a great Sunday morning. And I head out to church and he says the same to me. I mean, sometimes Saturday night I'm prepping for, I teach primary music and I'll be prepping, you know, some posters to, to teach the kids the next day. And my husband will ask me, Oh, what, what song are you guys singing? Or, Oh, what activity are you doing? And that's love. You know, it's just that, that respect for one another, um, knowing that even though we're different and we have different beliefs that we, we just love each other and we're going to just be there for each other and hand in hand, go through this process and journey together. But really it's that respect and love and devotion that has been huge for, for both of us. And that's something that I think we would definitely consider a huge win. Um, the other two things, honestly, is communication. I think something that has been key for me in this whole process, especially in the beginning, is it's really easy to get defensive. You know, when, when my husband told me he no longer believed in Jesus Christ, you know, he didn't believe he was the son of God. I, Chris, I didn't even know how to respond. I mean, that was just one of those moments where I was like, what, how can you not believe in Jesus? I mean, it was so hard for me, but the more I really just opened up and I was willing to listen and to be curious of why he felt that way, the more I could just validate and understand. And I think validation is something that we need to realize that we can validate without having to agree with somebody. We can sit there and say, oh, I see what you're saying. Or I understand why you feel that way without having to necessarily agree with with their belief, you know? And so that has been a a huge thing for both of us is to be able to communicate in a way that we are listening and validating and, and being curious, even if that means that we still have kind of our different perspectives on things, you know? Um, and then last but not least, I, I think this has been huge for, for my husband. And I, know, I know for, I'm sure a lot of couples, when you're in this space, it's very easy to think we have nothing in common anymore because the church can feel like such a center. 
And especially when you grow up in the church, it, it really does just feel like that's your whole world is the gospel of Jesus Christ, you know? So when all of a sudden that shifts and, and that changes, you can, you can kind of feel like, well, then why are we still married? <laughs> you know, how are we going to yeah. do this? We have nothing in common anymore. And that has been something that, that John and I have had to sit down and say, well, what are the things that we really enjoy together? And, and one of the things we have found is we love to be active together. We, we both love a lot of the same kind of sports and activities. And so, you know, I mean, not just values aside, there's a lot of values that we totally share and we want our kids to grow up to be great humans. So we, we share wanting to teach and parent our kids in that way. But as a marriage, we have had to find a lot of just things that we both love to do and do them together and do them often together, because that is what has really created and kind of rekindled that love for each other is, okay, well, religiously and spiritually, we might be a little bit different, but look at all the other things that we have in common. Look at all the, the wonderful things in our marriage that really makes us a solid couple and makes us want to be together. So, um, so that's another huge win for us is finding things that we enjoy and doing it together. I love that. That's so awesome. Yeah. I think it's so easy to think like, yeah, there's nothing, we don't have anything in common anymore, but redirecting our brains to, okay, what else, what else right. do we have in common? I love that. Um, okay. So if you could go back to your past self, who was just starting this journey and give her some advice, what would you tell her? Oh, you know, and, and once again, in this space, it's like, you could, you could have a whole list of things, right. <laughs> that you've learned. Um, but I will say this kind of like what I said before, I, I really, truly, I have changed in, in a way that I'm very proud of and very grateful for. And while I, I don't know if I'd say, gosh, I could just do this over and over again. Yeah. You know, it's, it's been, it's been hard. I, I feel like I am becoming the person I'm meant to be. And, and I, I am so grateful for that. Um, you know, the other thing I will say that has taught me a lot is just to be, to learn to let go. I think, and I, I don't think this is, I think this is probably a human characteristic of a lot of us, but wanting to control our circumstances, wanting to control others, wanting to almost manipulate our, our situations to make them what we want them to be and how we want to feel. And, and I, I did that for years and especially being new to the space, you know, that first year or two, I, I caught myself manipulating and trying to control my spouse and my kids and our situation and wanting to change that circumstance so badly, you know, but I have, I found through this, especially this last year being three years now into it. And just the more I've, I've grown in the space, the more I am learning to lean in <laughs> and, and that's a concept that I, I've just really been trying to practice a little bit more is that nothing's gone wrong. This is all part of my human experience to be open and willing for those experiences to come and to, and to just kind of lean in. That doesn't mean I have to submit to, to everything. It doesn't mean I have to change who I am um, to accommodate my husband or other people, but leaning into, okay, this is a situation or this is a circumstance I'm experiencing and, and I'm going to be open and willing to what it's going to teach me. And I'm going to love, you know, I'm going to love the people that are in the situation with me. And I'm just going to try to make the very best of it because I know that through this experience, I, I, I can become better. This is going to mold me into really the best version of myself. And so that's really what I tell my past self is, is be open, be willing, 
um, lean into the experience and, and just know that it's, it's going to teach you more than you ever could have learned from, from anything else that this was meant for you. And, uh, and I really believe in that. I know that maybe sounds cheesy, but I, I believe that this experience was meant for me and my family. Well, and I think just the way you, you're viewing that, it, it feels like there's so much growth and openness and space in that instead of, yeah, because it would be easy to think, and I've thought this, believe me, and I'm guessing you probably did too in the beginning, this isn't right, something's gone wrong. But when we can see that, yeah, maybe this is exactly what Heavenly Father needed for us to become the best people that we can be. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I, I do. And I, and I think too, and I, I know, Chris, you've talked about this is I, I love the concept that this is all part of our human experience, you know? So to look at it really from that, we talk a lot in the church about that eternal perspective, but I think if we really can use that perspective to our advantage and, and look at it as this is truly all part of our human experience and, and to embrace it rather than to resist. And, and like I said, I, I was a pro at resisting. I really was, I was very good at resisting. And I just think the more I resisted, the harder the situation, the harder the, the experience was, but the more I was, I was open to it. And really, I think having trust in all of it, really having a, a hope and a trust in the whole, in the whole thing. Um, I just, I believe it's all going to work out. I just, I just do. And when I have that view and that belief and that eternal perspective in, in all of it, it's not so scary. It, um, it actually can be quite beautiful. So. I love that. And I know for me, some days it's easier to believe that, like, this is how nothing's gone wrong. This is going to work out. And then on the days where it's like, Ooh, mm-hmm. then to just, yeah, to allow those emotions and let yourself feel what's going on and just yeah. Some days I think too, people ask me like, do you ever get to the point where you just, you have it all figured out and it's, there's no more problems. No, that's not what life is like, that it's just, we're going to have ups and downs and there'll be new things to explore, but just knowing that, that we can handle it and that just, yeah, really looking at remembering that it's possible that this is going to help us become exactly who we want to be. Yes. Well, and Chris, I have to say with the, with the not knowing, I, I I have a friend that makes t-shirts and I told her, can you make me a shirt that says, I know nothing and I'm okay with it. (laughs) I want one too. I do. I just want to walk around and see what people say. Be like, who's in this boat of not knowing anything. And you're actually okay with it. (laughs) I love it. We probably all need that. We all need that shirt. I love that. (laughs) Well, Katie, is there anything else that you want to share with us? As we wrap things up. Oh, honestly, I, I think the biggest thing I would say for anybody listening, especially those who, who are fresh to the space, um, first off, just know you are not alone. I think that was a huge help to me, especially in the beginning. I, I actually had a friend that recommended the Marriage on a Tightrope podcast, which funny little side story. My husband um, was missionary companions with Alan Mount. So Alan and oh. Katie, like I knew them. I went on my mission with them. So anyway, I thought that was kind of fun. 
But, um, but having a support system is huge. So those new to the space, you know, listening, you know, obviously Chris to your podcast, getting coaching, getting a support group, whether it's listening to podcasts, um, you know, going on Facebook and finding those support groups, our Marco Polo group that we're in. I mean, I consider you women in that group, my dearest friends, really, truly. I just think we have the best sisterhood on the planet. And so I think getting that support, knowing you're not alone, knowing that you're 100% validated and all the feelings, all the fear, all the worry, all of that, that's totally normal. And, and it's part of the experience. Um, but, but yeah, if I, if I had to just say anything, just know that, that time will heal a lot and to just have some faith and trust that really this experience, it's, it's going to be okay. Um, no matter the outcome of any of it, I really just, I have a lot of faith and belief that it's all going to be okay. And it's, and it's all meant, um, this, this life really, we're meant to stretch and grow in these, in these ways, even though they're so challenging and difficult. So trust the experience as much as you can feel your emotions. Don't resist them as much as I did. And, uh, and kind of embrace what is, because I think when we really embrace what is, we look at, at those things and we have that attitude of gratitude as much as we can. I think there's just beautiful things that can take place because of it. A lot of beauty comes from, from the growth and the stretching. So. I love that. Amen, sister. <laughs> love that. Katie, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your experience. And I know that's going to help a lot of people. I just so appreciate you being here with us today. So thank you. Oh, well, thanks for letting me come on. It was, it was so, Chris, I just love you. So it's always so fun to talk to you. <laughs> right back at you, my friend. Um, and if, if there's anyone that is interested in this Marco Polo group that we speak of, uh, feel free to reach out to me and I'm happy to send you the link if you feel like that's something that you're interested in. And um, I also want to make sure, I just want to make sure that everyone knows about my Mixed Faith Friday emails. If you're not getting my Mixed Faith Friday emails, every week I send out a little nugget to your inbox. And if you go to my website, chrisrichcoaching.com, if you go to the bottom of the first page, you can get on my email list. And I'll also include that link in the show notes of our podcast. And Katie, I'm going to include your information. So if anyone needs an organizing goddess, they can reach out to you because <laughs> she does amazing yeah. stuff. But okay, my friends, that's everything we have for you today and make a great week. Mwah! You don't have to be on the same page with religion to have a great relationship. If you are feeling stuck in all the emotions that are coming up for you in your mixed faith relationships, or are looking for tools to help you move forward, I can help you. Sign up for a free session with me. Go to chrisrichcoaching.com and click on work with me because you and your loved ones are worth it, my friend.